Lord, on, on anybody else involved, on the United States, anybody that's not doing everything they can to take care of those people and get our citizens, get our people out of there safely in the name of Jesus. We thank you for a miraculous turnaround in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Can somebody say amen this morning? Amen. And so I encourage you to keep the faith, keep standing strong for these guys, because that's a real situation. Amen. And, uh, and you know, I'll talk about this in my sermon, but I shudder to think of the people that just didn't feel like getting up and going to their church today. I'm not talking about this church, but all across America, they just weren't in the mood this morning. They just, the, the coffee wasn't hot enough at Starbucks. The air conditioning wasn't cold enough at their church. And that was a good enough reason to not get together with Christians when we've got people over there that would give anything in the world to just be together in a cave somewhere with fellow Christians. In the name of Jesus, I bind that spirit of lukewarm Christianity in the United States and past anybody that we know in Jesus' name. Let the church arise in the name of Jesus in this hour and do what you've called us to do in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can be seated today. Amen. 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 Well, we know that, that, uh, that times are, times are getting real just like Jesus said they would. But praise God. Going forward, we've got a lot of stuff going on around here at HDWC over the next, uh, little bit. So I want to fill you in on the announcements. And, uh, first of all, I want to tell you ladies that, uh, your Tuesday night Bible study is going to be postponed this week. Uh, cause Pastor Katie's not able to be there. So it's going to be delayed until the next week. But hey, you, you're still going to have a good Tuesday, right? Right, ladies? Come on. Yeah. All right. Come on. <laughs> Amen. And then, um, September 10th is going to be the fall kickoff for the women's ministry. And that's going to be in Victory Hall. So ladies, uh, get together for that at 630. It's a Friday, September 10th. They're having an Italian night so everybody can get together and have a good time with that. September the 12th, September the 12th, our missionaries, Ron and Annette Thiessen, will be with us from Peru and Honduras. Let's give them a hand this morning. Amen. Ron and Annette. And they are some awesome missionaries. Uh, I think it's Ron. He's a third generation Bible translator for the Wycliffe uh, Bible Society. They're putting, they're, they're translating the Bible in a different language. I mean, these guys are top of the line missionaries. So don't miss out on that. September 12th. And also, here's a big one. Financial Peace University is coming back. And that's going to be starting on Monday, September 13th. It's going to be on Mondays now. There is child care available. The class runs for nine weeks. And it's a godly way to handle your finances, okay? And so I love this. It's lots of practical uh, wisdom. It tells you lots of practical advice on, on taxes and investments and stock market and retirement and all that stuff. But it, it's also in line with the Word of God. This class will change your life. If you're interested, the registration is all online, hdwc.org slash fpu, all right? And my final announcement today is this, is that we are going to be having a baptism Sunday coming up. Let's hear it for baptisms, amen. 
And so that's going to be on Sunday, September the 19th. The sign-up sheet is back there at the info booth, so you can sign up. We're already getting lots of names on there. And, uh, and you know, sometimes people, maybe they got baptized as a kid, or maybe they got, you know, sprinkled or christened in the Catholic Church as a little kid. And that's great, but a lot of times you grow up and you're like, you know what, I... Now I actually understand what this is all about. I didn't even know when I was a kid. And so uh, I encourage you, maybe if you were baptized or christened as a kid, but, you know, you didn't have any say-so and you didn't even know what was going on, I encourage you as an adult to get baptized now that you actually have chosen Jesus as your Savior for yourself. Amen? And it's a great way for you to make your public stand for Jesus and say, I am a Christian and I am not ashamed of it and I want the whole world to know that Jesus is my Savior. Amen? All right. Well, we're getting ready to get into our tithes and offerings, but I thought that I should read this to you here. We have a thank you note. Uh, from one of the other churches in town, uh, one of our great friends over at Victory Outreach uh, just built, uh, they remodeled a new building, and we're so grateful and thankful to them. High Desert Word Center sent them uh, uh, an offering to help complete their project, and so I just wanted you guys to, to hear this from them. They said, thank you so much, High Desert Word Center family, for your congratulatory gift for us. We appreciate you, and we love you all so much. Sincerely, Victory Outreach Barstow. Isn't that sweet of them? So let's give them a hand this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Hey, there's lots of good churches in Barstow, amen? And so we are in unity, and we love them, and uh, we want to see every single church thrive and succeed, and we're willing to sow seed into them, because when we need stuff like air conditionings and all that, I want God to bring a harvest into us. And a lot of people are, they're claiming their harvest. They're like, hey, God, I need a harvest. Well, you got to plant some seeds if you're going to get a harvest. Amen. So that's what we're doing. All right. Well, for uh, tithes and offerings, who knows what time it is now? It is happy time. Yes. And so I'm going to have uh, Lawrence come up and take up our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. Yes, yes, yes. And um, he's going to be actually preaching the word tonight. This guy's going to be delivering the sermon. Yeah. Oh, that's tonight. That's tonight. Okay. He didn't know, but he's preaching tonight. That's a joke. He knows. He knows. He knows. <laughs> anyway, praise God. Sir, take up the tithes and offering. All right. All right, Mrs. P. I know you're watching, and I'm sorry. I'm using my phone and not my Bible, but I'm using my Bible on my phone. So there you go. So hi, guys. Usually, usually you see me sitting back there with the, like, the stone-cold look. You know, I'm director of security, so I'm, like, paid to look intimidating, but I'm not. I'm the biggest nerd you'll ever meet. Ask anybody. Okay, let's go. Pastor Dave and I both agree. But if you need an envelope, raise your hand. One of our uh, ushers will give it to you. You can also give online. And also, ironically enough, I still use it. You can get my text. I still use it. So let's go go to uh, Psalms 34. Psalms 34. We're going to use uh, 9 and 10. It's a good one. But first, when you get there, you're going to see the word fear. Because I'm reading out of the NLT. Fear is not talking about being scared, being horrified, or anything like that, which you usually hear about fear. This, in this sense, it's talking about being submissive, being reverent, being respectful. So with that in mind, Psalms 34, 9 and 10. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. For those who fear him will have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. But those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. 
So if you trust the Lord with your tithe, and not just try it one time saying, hey, I'm going through some financial stuff right now. I'll try this tithing thing, but if it don't work, I'm going right back to saving it. But you have to trust the Lord with your finances. I, I guarantee you, I'm not gonna, I don't have the time to sit up here to tell you about all has got, what God done for me with my finances, but I can guarantee you it works. It works. I guarantee you. So, with that being said, let's do our uh, financial faith confession. So, as we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's all stand up and worship the Lord together. Let's come on up to the altar. I'm so glad that we serve that he has put his spirit in We are alive in Christ. We have reason to dance. Spaces, graces, waiting for you. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Graces, waiting. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Hallelujah. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Come out of the dark.
your mercy never fails me And all my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good But every breath that I am able will say of the goodness of God I love your voice you have led me through the fire and darkest nights you are close like no other I've known you as a father you as a friend and I have lived in the goodness of God
that he's good this morning. Amen. Who knows that he's been good to you? Hallelujah. He is good to us. And I think sometimes we we lose sight of that. Uh, maybe sometimes in the midst of uh, struggles and storms and things that may come our way, we sometimes don't realize how good God has been to us. And, you know, I was, I was uh, Lawrence just used Psalm 34, which happens to be one of my favorite uh, chapters in the Bible. I mean, I, it's, I just absolutely love this chapter, but it does tell us to taste and see that the Lord is good. Is there anybody in here today that's tasted and seen that the Lord is good? He's not bad. There's nothing bad about him. But praise God, there's a few verses I love here. Psalm 34, 19, it says, The righteous person faces many troubles. Hey, we're not trying to speak bad things into our lives, but the righteous person, there's troubles that do come against us, but that's not where the verse stops. It says, but the Lord comes to the rescue each and every time. Amen. The Lord always comes to the rescue. He's always came to my rescue. There's not a time that God has not been there and came through for me in my life. And I know everybody here is going to say the exact same thing. But all of our lives, He has been good. All of our lives, He's been faithful even when we were not faithful to Him. And so I thank Him for that this morning. Can we sing maybe some more of that, the chorus of the bridge again or something? All my life you have been All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am in, oh, I will sing of the goodness
that you have been faithful. You are faithful. You will be faithful. And Lord Jesus, just like Psalm 23 tells us, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, we know that day is coming when we will dwell literally in your house in heaven forever and ever and ever. But Lord, until that time, we know your goodness and mercy, they follow us. And God, I just pray that we don't take that for granted, that we don't... uh, just simply not even care about that God you've made some powerful promises to us and I pray that we would appreciate that and that we would realize that and that we would stand upon those promises until we do get to heaven someday Lord we love you and we thank you you are so worthy of praise Father you are nothing but good to us we praise you Jesus hallelujah in Jesus name amen can we give the Lord some praise today Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You can make your way to your seats there. Praise God. Amen. Well, it's a good day to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? It's a good day to be with your church family. I remember a time when uh, that wasn't happening. And so, hey, I'm grateful every time I get to come to church these days. And uh, I pray that we all are. Uh, Man, so we've been in a, a series here that we started a few weeks ago. It's called Above All Else. And today is going to be part three of this series. And uh, and so I'm going to speak on some stuff that God uh, has uh, laid on my heart for us to talk about. Um, but the, the whole premise of the entire series is a very important Bible verse, a very key verse uh, for every Christian everywhere. And uh, it's really a verse that I try to build my life upon. And it's Proverbs 4 and verse 23, Proverbs 4 and verse 23. And so uh, if you want to grab that real quick, Proverbs 4, 23, you can flip over there. Amen. I'm going to read it in the NLT. But this is so key to the success of your life. And I think a lot of times people are like, man, I just don't know what's going on. I don't know why this is happening. Why me? Why this, God? Can you tell me what's going on? And really, uh, if you if you get into the word of God, you can find your answers and you can find uh, maybe why some things are going on. And sometimes we have unknowingly opened up the door for the enemy to come in and do some things in our life. And oftentimes our natural reaction is, well, I got, I'm going to blame this guy because, you know, he's a jerk. I'm going to blame this person over here. Or God forbid that we blame God. But I see people do that and, and, and they blame God for their problems. And, and so there's a lot of confusion. But I believe this one verse right here can answer a whole lot of the questions that people may have as to why is this going on? Proverbs 4 verse 23, it says, guard your heart. Above all else. Somebody say above all else. Above all else. Why? For it determines the course of your life. It determines the course of your life. One translation says, for it affects everything that you do. Now, uh, to review just a little bit, is this talking about the organ inside of your chest? Thank you, Melinda. This is talking about the blood pump. No, this is talking about your spirit. Because again, the majority of times that you hear the scripture refer to your heart, it is talking about your spirit, the innermost part of who you are. And so it tells you that you've got to believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead and then you'll be saved. That's talking about your spirit. And so 
This is the most important part of who you are. You as a human being are a three-part being because you're made in the image of God. And God is three parts. He's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And you as a human are spirit, soul, and body. And we all get tripped up about this body part when reality that's only one-third of who you are. And it's actually the least part of who you are. Because this body, it's going to die someday and be buried in the ground and it's going to turn back to dust. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We return back to where we came from. But the spirit on the inside of me, it's going to be alive a thousand years from now. A million years from now, a billion years from now, my spirit is still going to be alive. Yet most people spend all their time, money, and energy guarding the very least part of who they are. I encourage you to guard your body. I encourage you to exercise, to eat healthy, and to do good things for your body. Praise God. But how dare you and shame on you if you do all of that and you don't do anything at all to guard the real you, your heart and your spirit, and then get mad at God when things go wrong and you didn't do anything at all to guard your heart. You let negative, wrong, nasty people have input into your life, and they shouldn't. You let, you, you know, you, you let circumstances, you let the devil, we, we let things get to our heart and don't make any attempt to stop it or block it and guard it. Yet again, we'll spend thousands of dollars on a gym membership. We'll do all sorts of things for our soul, which is our mind and our emotions. We'll spend money to go do fun things and that's great. But it's shameful if we take care of the body and the soul and we don't do anything at all for the spirit. And the Bible says that's the number one thing you should be guarding and taking care of. And so a lot of our issues come from we did not guard our heart. Now, I understand that that can be easier said than done, but the Bible tells us how to do it. One thing it says is to hold up the shield of faith in Ephesians chapter 6. It says it stops all the fiery 